This is the Summit Life Ministries audio experience. Hi, welcome to the H Changer Show, brought to you by Summit Life Ministries. My name is Carmen Burrow. This is Lynn Burrow, founder of Summit Life Ministries. Uh, our mission here at Summit Life Ministries is to elevate, equip, and empower. Elevate the church's vision to see their identity through God's eternal purpose. Equip believers to live with an eternal perspective and empower believers to live supernatural lifestyles in faith-filled obedience. This week, we've been covering a topic or talking about a heart that hears. And we're talking about, we're growing in listening, not just listening, but hearing and, and our goal to have fellowship with God, to know God intimately in a close relationship. So I've been enjoying it. Yes. You take it from there. <laughs> well, really, the, the purpose of this New Year mini-series uh, is that we develop a hearing heart, not for the sake of uh, getting information right. or more revelation, more stuff that I can say I know a little more than you do. It's about... Uh, knowing God for who God is. It's about having a greater level of intimacy. And, and a statement that I made uh, yesterday, as I said, the ultimate goal of all Christian experience is intimacy or greater intimacy with God. And so the benefit of knowing God's voice is you will be able to discern the times and seasons and and God will reveal to you secret things. It says, the secret of the Lord is for those who fear him. And he will reveal to you his covenant or his covenant promises. But it's not just to know more. No. It is to know him. Know him. To know him. And so I wanted to, you know, lay the foundation with that encouragement. And that exhortation that we we would enter into this new year 2021, not to be um, in a primary way saying, I, I want to be more prophetic to know what God is saying for 2021. Let God's voice take care of those things. Mm -hmm. But I just want to be a, a people that are living as close to God as we possibly can can live. That we are a people of God. That everything else will take care of itself. Okay. If I'm walking with the Lord in intimacy, and I am as close to God uh, as I can be, then He is going to show us things that are needed for guidance and direction and clarity. Mm -hmm. But I want to just know his voice for his sake alone, that I can savor him and, and value his person and his presence and his, his means of communicating to me the way his voice will manifest in our, in our life. Mm -hmm. I want to just value uh, what's in his heart for his sake. That really resounds, um, and I hope it resounds in us like the tuning fork of of that reverberation that our hearts respond to that that he is center 
he's always, it's like new truth or new revelation, but it's always about recentering us back on the Lord, that it's all about him. It really is. It's it, all about him. It is all about him. And I just said, I want to, we, we want to be as close to God as we possibly can be, but I want to make another statement. We're as close to God as we want to be. Because of what I said yesterday, it says that if we draw near to God, he draws near to us. God allows us to define how close of a relationship we have. He just says, if you want to walk in, in closeness and in union with me, that is available. I've made it available for you. And that is my desire. And that is my purpose and my intent. That's why I sent my son to do what he could only do to create that type of intimacy and union. A union that is possible, mm -hmm. that is like the union that the father has with the son and the son has with the father. That is what is available for us today. But God says, I'm gonna, I'm gonna allow you <clears throat> to be as close to me as you want to be. And I want to be closer. That's always been a convicting phrase to me. Mm -hmm. to, that I am as close as I want to be because I feel like my want to just has to grow. And for my want to to grow, I have to lean and receive that from the Lord, Him drawing me. Yes. Like His His Spirit has to get inside of me and, and draw me closer because I can't do it in my own strength. And my will is so weak. I cannot just will to do it, but I can yield. That's right. And receive grace to desire God more. Yes. And thank God for the availability of access, complete access, and grace that welcomes us, that empowers us to be able to, to uh, enter those gates and to enter into the courts of the Lord mm -hmm. and then to encounter him. As I said in the very first uh, message in this series, that God is a prolific communicator. He's communicating by any and all means, trying to gain our attention. And he said, whoever has a hearing heart, whoever has an ear to hear, they will be permitted to hear. He desires us to have access uh, into his heart and into his thoughts. Well, we got some ground to cover because like always, <laughs> sometimes I get to exhorting and I don't get to the teaching content that I wanted to teach out of. But I want to go to a passage of scripture in Isaiah 66. And the book of Isaiah concludes uh, with this profound statement of the Lord to his people. In verse one, it says, thus says the Lord, the heavens are my throne and the earth is my footstool. What is the house that you should build for me? And what is the place of my rest? All these things my hand has made, and so all these things came to be, declares the Lord. So God poses a question to 
uh, mankind who loves to build things for God, do <laughs> things for God, because we want to know, uh, let God know that we think that we can help him out. <laughs> God, let me help you. And, and so men have been builders of things that we've built in the name of God for God's benefit. And some of them have been temples made by hands. And of course, the Jewish people had engaged in a number of construction projects to build a house for God. Mm. And God, in his searching, aching heart, said, guys, I appreciate all your noble attempts to have my presence among you. But I don't want to live in a cold stone house where you come and visit me right. on occasion. Right. I don't want to come and visit. I want to come and inhabit. I want to find a resting place mm -hmm. in something that is a lie. Something that I can share my heart with heart to heart. I appreciate all of the rituals and the performances that you think are necessary to please me. But then he said this, is there a place that you could ever contain me? Is there ever something that you could construct that would be large enough to encapsulate me? And he says, no, I, I won't find my my sweet place of rest in one of your uh, stone structures. But he said this, but this is the one to whom I will look. He who is humble and contrite in spirit and trembles mm -hmm. at my word. I'm going to read that again. But this is the one to whom I will look he who is humble and contrite in spirit and trembles at my word. I want to share just for a moment an experience that I had when I was fairly young in the ministry. And um, in that experience, there are different type of, and, and we may teach on this in this series, all depends on how long we go on it, but like I said, God uses any and all available means. And sometimes we have experiences that are spiritual experiences that are called visions. And visions are much like dreams. They're illustrated messages of God. Uh, dreams are things that occur uh, at night when we're in an altered state of consciousness. And you go, well, why does God speak to us in dreams? because sometimes we're not listening to him while we are conscious. Yeah. And he has to wait till we're in a dormant state, and then he can interface with our mind and our heart. But there are visions that we can have where God can show us things while we're, while we're alert and awake. And this was the first, uh, maybe the second, open vision that I ever experienced in my life. And an open vision is where you are fully conscious and it, it is like 
a television screen like God unzips the natural realm and allows you to see the spiritual realm. And, and it's like you're seeing this in living color, but yet, you know, everything around you is normal. You haven't, you're, you haven't been taken someplace, mm -hmm. but it's like God allows you to have this visionary visual experience in your setting. And I can remember that I had this open vision and Carmen, I saw an object at a distance that was coming towards me. And it was like when this thing was unveiled to me, it was this big panoramic scene of a great plane. And I could see this cylinder type thing on a horizontal way. Um, rolling towards me. Now, you know, your mind tries to interpret what you're seeing. I thought it was a physical object, like a, like a pipe or something that was rolling towards me. But as it got closer, I realized that this was not something that was solid. It was like a wind tunnel. It was, mm -hmm. it was like wind that uh, I called it a tornado on its side, mm -hmm. but it had it was it was not narrow at one end and broad at the other. It was it was the same, and it was like this wind was rolling across, and I, you could see the effect of everything mm -hmm. uh, around it being disturbed by the ferocity of this wind. And you know when you're seeing these things you cannot separate, is this real or is this just a vision? And so I thought this thing was going to roll over me and I was going to be swept away by this wind. But as it approached me, this thing pivoted or it pivoted mm -hmm. and it, it moved from me seeing the side of it to me now looking down through the tunnel of it. And while I'm looking in the tunnel of it around the edges of this, and some of you are going to go, Lynn, you're weird. <laughs> you having an experience like this, you're just one of those weirdos, aren't you? No, God speaks in visions to his people. Mm -hmm. This became a, a profound moment of encounter uh, where I knew that it was an invitation of God. And when I so was did you see when I was looking around the the periphery of this, the parameter of it, it was all these eyes. It was like these eyes were circulating in a circular fashion around the perimeter of this. And that caught my focus first as this thing turned. I could see all these eyes going in a circular motion. And then when I peered into this wind tunnel, there was a person in the back of it and they began to walk forward. And then as they got to the end of the tunnel, I recognized that it was the Lord. And when he stepped out of the wind tunnel, there was a scroll that rolled out like it was unfurled under his feet. But I could see that what was written on the scroll. 
and it was the passage of scripture, I believe, out of Second Chronicles. It said, the eyes of the Lord look to and fro throughout the whole earth to find a man that he can show himself strong on the bathtub. And just as, as, you know, he stepped out on this scroll and then unfurled, and I read it, it zipped back up, disappeared, and I began to, you know, contemplate and pray, God, what are you saying? But I did know this, that I had caught the gaze of God and that God's attention was focused upon me and he was saying, I desire to show myself strong on your behalf. Man, what a powerful moment yeah. that was. And it was humbling. Mm -hmm. It was so humbling to think that the omnipotent, omnipresent, all-knowing God who, you know, created the heavens and the earth and and we're but small pieces of dust. You know, Isaiah said the nations are but a drop of dust and a bucket to him. I mean, a God so infinite that he's called every star by name. Yeah. And I, I look up there and say, if you gave me a, an assignment of giving the name to a thousand stars, I would, I would, you know, at 562, I'd say, God, I, I'm tapped out. I, I can't think of another great name for a star. He knows them all by name. He's numbered them and he knows them all by name. And that infinite God that can think an infinite number of thoughts that day thought about me and that he looked to me and he, and he gave me this invitation. Lynn, let me show myself strong on your behalf, Rob, because you caught my gaze. Well, this passage talks about the same thing, that the one who God will come and find a resting place and a place to not just visit occasionally, but to live and abide. He said, this one is the one that I will look. Whoever is humble and contrite in spirit, and we're able in this passage, Carmen, to see the quality and the maturity of someone's brokenness. And when we talk about brokenness, we're not talking about an emotional brokenness that that leaves somebody debilitated. Right. We're we're talking about a heart that is not hard. Not hard that is not rebellious or resistive, one that is calloused and uncaring, but a sensitive heart, mm -hmm. uh, one that is responsive, mm -hmm. one that is is ready to be engaged with instruction and guidance. Yeah. Um, and, and humility is defined in this passage and contriteness a tenderness, a softness, a, a New Testament way of expressing contriteness is what Paul said, be tender-hearted towards mm -hmm. one another. And, and in this passage, the definition or how we can quantify a mature humility and a tender-heartedness before and to the Lord is a phrase 
He who is humble and, and, and contrite or tenderhearted in spirit. Because they tremble at my word. I want to make a statement to you. How can God see that I would value what he wants to say to us now and in the future when I have not valued what he has said in the past? Would, would God want to reveal his heart to me right now in this moment? or tomorrow, or two weeks from now, when I have not valued, and, and again, humility and tenderheartedness, meekness, teachability, mm -hmm. is determined by whether what he has said to me in the past causes me to tremble. And, and I, I don't want to lighten the weight of that word. Tremble means that when there was a commercial years and years ago, uh, when I was a young man, and it was based on an investment company, E.F. Hutton. And they did this marketing scheme, and the phrase was, when E.F. Hutton talks, talks people, people listen. listen. And so, because his investment insight was more valuable than any other uh, investor. Well, the people of God mm -hmm. should be in their heart towards the Lord when God speaks. We tremble out of reverence and in awe of the power of his voice. Mm -hmm. And that when he speaks, we're a people that are ready to listen to his voice. Mm -hmm. We're going to stop there today. And we're going to continue on what it looks like to value his voice by valuing what he has already said. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you brought that up about the word. And knowing him, because how can you know if you just disregard his word? You can't know him. He's, he's already begun to reveal himself, so we have to value. Well, I can't just sit and ponder right now because we need to close up here. <laughs> so thank you for watching um, the Age Changer show today. If you could please share, um, like it and share this episode so that others who are, are like-minded and growing in um, the mind of Christ and wanting to grow and be changed can also hear the word and be encouraged. If you have any questions, please leave those in the comment section or if you have comments that you would like to make or encouragements for us, um, we would like to hear them. When we try to do question and answers on Friday of uh, the week, that we've, Every week yeah. that we've covered. So if you have questions on these episodes, we'd like to cover them on Friday. Um, you can also check us out at summitlifeministries.com and you can get more information there. You can see the list of videos that are listed there also. Um, please also on our social media, you can like us, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. God bless you and be encouraged. What's up, everybody? This is Josh Furrow from the Summit Life Ministries team. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and have a blessed week.